What's up? What's going on, guys? I hope you are doing well. Welcome to the Risen Fallen Podcast. I am your host, Mark Hendrickson, and today I actually had a an episode that I filmed by myself uh, lined up for you guys uh, for today, but I wanted to push ahead this interview because I just recorded this interview with uh, Marcus Torgerson, and uh, I wanted to... Uh, let you guys hear it. So without further ado, we're going to jump into this. Marcus is a cool guy that I linked up with uh, via Instagram. He's got decades of self-defense experience teaching and, and doing self-defense and, and martial arts. Uh, we got to talk a lot about some past traumas of his that, uh, you know, I don't want to share that story. I'll let him talk about it. But uh, overcoming those things and uh, how to reframe those perspectives in your mind and so without further ado let's just jump straight into this interview i hope you guys enjoy listening to this conversation as much as i enjoyed having it so without further ado let's jump into the show thank you for joining us much love and enjoy the conversation let's go beautiful well marcus Thanks for coming on. Thanks for, uh, I appreciate your time. Thanks for giving us your time today. Uh, good morning for me. Good afternoon for you. What's going on? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Awesome, man. How's your, how's your morning been? How's your day been so far? Well, I woke up breathing, so that's always the first bonus. And uh, yeah, it's been good. I had to breakfast with a friend, did some fellowshipping, and, uh, and it's gorgeous here. I don't know what you're, where are you? Are you in Vancouver? Yeah, I'm in Vancouver. It's a beautiful, sunny day here. Beautiful, beautiful. What part of Vancouver? Uh, I live like in a suburb just south of it. It's called Richmond. I, I grew up in Vancouver, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I live in bad. Richmond. Okay. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My dad grew up in East Van, actually. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of work uh, out there for me as well. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I do home renovations and restoration. I'm a carpenter by trade, so I'm out Sweet. there all the time. Nice, nice. Not bad, brother. Not bad at all. Yeah, yeah. So for for anybody that's kind of listening to this or uh, doesn't doesn't really, they're not familiar with you, kind of tell people like who you are and what you're all about, and then we'll kind of because I want to just pick your brain about a couple of different random things. Cool. Uh, well, uh, for those that don't know, my name is Marcus Torgerson. Uh, for most of my life, well, all of my life, up until the last little bit, I've been in the martial arts, combative, defensive tactics arena uh, realm, teaching uh, Krav Maga, an Israeli self-defense system, for the last 18 years. Um, and as of late, I've recently retired from international travel. My job was for 10 years to travel around the world, uh, certifying men and women to become instructors uh, civilian, whether they're teaching civilians or kids or women, military, uh, law enforcement. Uh, so I've been blessed to be able to go all around the world doing that. And then I retired from that, uh, 2020. So whenever COVID hit 2020, I, I took that as a great opportunity to revamp some things. And, uh, now I'm kind of just not kind of just, I need to think before I talk, I am walking down a, a path of looking for my purpose. And while I'm looking for that purpose, I am speaking to men's groups, doing some 
kind of like an idiot's guide to self-defense. So I want to be the gateway drug for people. I teach you some cool moves. Now go and find the, whether it's jujitsu or Muay Thai or Krav Maga or whatever, go find whatever it is. I just want to push you to see how easy, show you how easy it is. And still trying to find my own purpose. And there you go. I think that's 54 years all, all in one. That's beautiful, man. I feel like that, uh, that, that journey of looking for a purpose, looking for a reason for uh, being here is, uh, I think that's pretty translatable to everybody's life. I think everybody feels like that at some point of like, why am I here? Like if I was put here for a purpose, what is it? Like, yeah. um, yeah. how, how old were you when you started getting those types of thoughts? That is a really good question. Really good question. Um, I would say, I would say, I've had that feeling for most of my life because I resisted teaching from, it was in the nineties when I first started doing, getting introduced to, I should be teaching. I was really, I was being, I shouldn't say pushed, but I was being led to be a teacher, be a teacher. My first job, my first, my first business is, uh, was a personal trainer and, I fell into that because I was in competitive bodybuilding and people were like, look, I'll give you money to teach me how to work out and all that. So my, my, I was born to be an educator and I resisted that for so long. So my purpose has been laid out. It's, it's the human part of me that says, no, 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 that can't be me. I can't do that. Pride, fear, insecurity, doubt, all these things going through. So when I meet other people who are like, well, I'm lost and without a purpose, I really, my first question is always, what's the thing that you've, that what's the one constant that's been going on all your life? Like everybody has one constant, right? Like I'm not sure if renovation is your purpose, but there's probably something aligned with that, that that quantum leaps you into a realm of whatever it is that you're going to do. And it's us that are usually fear-based that keeps us from doing that thing, regardless of what the motivation is in your brain. It's usually fear that stops us from that purpose. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I had to, I feel like a lot of people as well had to struggle with thinking about the way that I chose my career path kind of, uh, having a family business and wanting to pursue that, what that means to me. And there was a lot of times where I think there was a lot of times where I struggled with relating the stuff that I do on a daily basis to what I see as like my purpose in this world. And I know that um, it can be very frustrating when you just feel that disconnect when you feel that disconnect of like, okay, I'm not super passionate about digging ditches around people's houses. I'm not super passionate. Like it's not, I don't think it's my purpose to remodel homes or to, to upgrade water lines and, or, or electrical panels or anything like that. Like that's not the part that I'm passionate about or is my purpose where it, where it aligns is like, I I'm willing to do work that makes other people's lives better. Uh, that that improves their life that makes them feel like when they walk in their house that they're coming home yeah like and so like i think that uh when you understand a purpose like your purpose 
it, it, it gives the monotonous tasks that you have to do on a daily basis much more meaning and, and it makes the the quote unquote suffering uh much more bearable and you know it, it's i'm i'm so happy you put it that way because how we frame something is generally where our mindset or our mentality is you know, digging ditches, doing that. And, and it's looked upon when you put it in that context, you're like, well, that is a miserable way of living. But when you sit there and bring joy to that, that, that action that says, well, I'm doing this ditch and man, when this is done, this person is going to be so, so relieved and feel so good about it. Everything we have, every single thing we do as humans, we get a choice. Do I choose to be a miserable SOB about this or do I choose to look at how happy this is going to make me and or others? And serving others and that selfless behavior is not the common because it's me, 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 I, 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 I'm going to do this. So when I can be around somebody like talking to you and, and, and you get the serving your fellow human being, do more for others than you do for yourself. It is, it is, it is a breath of fresh air for me. Yeah. Yeah. So what, when, uh, when did you head down to Texas? What brought you to Texas down South? Well, I was, I was living in Israel and, uh, a, my second wife, uh, my second wife, um, we had, we had been friends forever and she was like, you know, why don't, maybe we should just give this a shot. And so I, I flew from Texas, uh, Israel, I came to Texas and we just saw that, yes, we should give this a shot. So I got married and, uh, that didn't work out, but, uh, but, uh, I came here, I don't know, 2015, I think 2015, uh, and, uh, and it was, I mean, it was, I have no regrets and she's a beautiful woman. Fantastic. We were, when people ask, you know, what was it like? Well, in the beginning, we were like brother, sister, people said, you're either brother, sister, or you should be married. Well, we got married and found that maybe we were more like, uh, more like tight friends, brother, sister, you know, we weren't, we weren't meant to be long-term married. However, that being said, and I want to say this to all the people who are married, um, a lot of times wedges get in between the gap between man and woman. Life throws gaps and you make a choice whether you close the gap together or whether you allow that gap to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And when it comes to my second wife, uh, I know that my part of it was I allowed that gap to to get bigger. So I own the fact that our, our, our marriage dissolving, I, I have to own my part of it. There's no, there's no such thing as one person is 100% responsible for the de demise of a, a relationship or friendship. You know, everybody's got to own their part. Um, but it's the best thing. I mean, the being in Texas is I love Vancouver. I love, I love Canada. Okay. I do. <laughs> With that said, when you experience a place where you immediately take a breath and just feel a million pounds lighter and your heart gets warm and fuzzies from it. And it's been that way since I've been here. I've, I've loved Texas from the first time I set foot in it. And 
so it's yeah it's good stuff that's awesome man and so what how long were you living in israel well i've been in israel on and off for 18 years um but i lived there for a little over a year um and it's funny the the choice was going to be before i married my second wife that uh I was either going to shack up with an Israeli chick and just convert and live there forever. And then God put this woman in front of me and, and I don't have any regrets. I mean, I love Israel. Israel's always going to be, have a sense of home for me, but a lot of Israel tattooed over my body and, uh, and it's a beautiful country and I recommend everybody go. It is, it is a phenomenal, one of the best places on earth. Um, but, uh, I'm glad that I moved to Texas. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I guess uh, you were there for the whole, uh, the entire last few years where uh, we were kind of set with a bunch of restrictions. It was, a, you you got to escape Canada for that. <laughs> I, well, well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was very fortunate that during that time, at that time I was living in Arizona mm. and Arizona was not Canada. Um. Israel was very much like Canada at the time. Mm -hmm. um, so I wasn't, I, I haven't been there now in three years. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we're, and I, I, I promised myself that once I found out that you were from, from Canada, I, I promised myself that I would, I would be cautious with what I said in the sense of Canada, Canada is in my blood. You cannot, I can come to Canada anytime. I'm a natural citizen of Canada. Nobody mm -hmm. can not let me in. But my heart is my heart is cracked with what's happened to this beautiful country of ours uh, in Canada over the last few years. And I just pray that it's it's going to shift. Nobody. Nobody that's ever been raised in Canada would ever recognize the way it is currently. Yeah. 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 It definitely feels, I feel, I, I didn't know. The thing is, I, it's weird because I grew up, like I was born in the mid nineties. And so as I grew up, like I kind of look back at my childhood and think, was it just like separation from society as I was like just a kid back in the day or was it way better in the mid 90s early 2000s when i was a kid like I, I i always think like was i just unaware or were things better or no i think i think it's fair to say i mean it's always especially like okay so i was obviously born way before you uh and it's you always listen to old people and they're always squawking about it's way better in my time we are just at a at a different time of life on this planet and anytime a pendulum swings one direction or the other to the extreme of whatever it is um there's there's reactions as a result of that and canada to date has never been as severe as it is now but if you look at the history of canada there's been politically political climates always rock back and forth and Things that were happening now, and I, and this is also being in America, it's the same thing. Things that are happening now that were like, I can't believe, was this always happening? Yes, it was always happening. We were just not aware of it. Mm -hmm. There's nothing new under the sun. Mm -hmm. The courage of 
negativity, I'm just going to put it that way. The courage of negativity is just, there's no reprimand. So it's easy to say and do and do and be ways that without repercussions. In the past, there was repercussions for actions. Now, not so much. So here we are. And it, and it'll change. And the world, listen, the world will still keep revolving. The sun will come up. The, the sun will go down. The moon will come up like stars are in the skies. It's never going to change and until something very, very big happens. And by then, you and I will be dead and buried. So it won't really matter. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel the exact same way. I think um, even in the last few years of just kind of diving into human history and, and um, even like getting finding, like finding God and, and reading the Bible. Like there's so many times in the Bible or in human history that we've seen in like the last hundred years of just like corruption in governments and the people pulling the strings and, 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 and the lower and middle class suffering the most, like that's, it's been like that since human creation. And so yes. like the, the, the question I always try and ask myself is like, what, like, how can you stay of like a stable mind? That's really the the question. Cause if that's, this is like the reality for all humans, we have to figure that out. Yes. And, and, and I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because that was a conversation I had with my friend at eight o'clock this morning. <clears throat> I, I'm trying. I'm trying my best to make sure that, I, Lord, just give me the right verbiage. Um, because human beings have consistently behaved in a manner for two thousand plus years, or however however long it is, at the end of the day, you as an individual and I as an individual make a conscious choice, and our choice is to love our neighbor as we love ourselves, Now, I have to love myself. I have to be a good human being. I have to sit there and, and, and watch out for my fellow human being. I need, to, I need to be good, regardless of the evil and ugliness that's in the world. And my brightness, my light, is to shine, especially on those people who are in the dark. And there's a lot of people that are just, their hands are in the air. They're like, I, I can't go forward anymore because, unfortunately, they've caught up themselves in in the world of social media news what have you and they watch it and of course you're going to sit there and, and feel like a tidal wave's coming over you however if you you or me or others can sit there and just say look first of all breathe take a breath you have a choice do not let the world ruin the beautiful light that's inside of you. And that's not, you know, that doesn't come from me talking to other people. That's an example thing. Marcus, you're always so upbeat. Hold on. No, I'm not. I have darkness and I have dark days and I've had my share of living in the abyss. However, I know that living with a small bit of hope and a small bit of faith makes my days better. And maybe by my actions and how I speak, I can show someone else that there's hope in my actions and maybe in my verbiage, you know? Absolutely. When did you kind of start to see the world that way? Well, so I, I found my faith late 2021 and I had already 
been kind of walking down a, a, a path. You know, this is what I, my standard answer is. I've, I worked for the enemy for, I worked for the evil for decades. And so when you know what's on the other side of the coin, it's not really hard when you give your life to God to say, okay, I know, I know all, if worst case scenario, I'll just do the opposite of what I've done in the past. Right. So it's not hard for me to walk this path of faith because I know what the other side is like. Now, the problem is when you're with people who don't want to see that there is a better option. Fair enough. Good. You know, it's not my job to you're a free moral agent man. you can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. I'm just here to sit there and say, I've seen both sides and I've made a choice, conscious choice that I like this side better. So it's up to you. Just don't believe the lie of the, the dark nice side has cookies. Well, we got cookies on our side too, and they taste better. Okay. Um, but after 2021, it really, and to, and to this day, you know, if, if I talk to anybody from Vancouver, who's known me for, there's not very many people who've known me as long, they're all dead, but you know, there's still some people who've known me since the nineties and they're to, they would never recognize me. Because they don't, if I haven't interacted with them, they haven't seen this version of me. They only know that version of Marcus. Mm -hmm. And it, it freaks people out, right? Because yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not that guy anymore. So I don't think I answered your question, but buddy, I don't, I don't want to waste four hours trying to circle back to, <laughs> to get No, no, no. I, I like that. I like that. It, it's, so you're saying like, because... I think the I don't even remember the original question. I think it was just how, <laughs> how long have you started seeing the world that way? Which is, yeah, I guess, yeah. probably the so, number the smartest question you could ever ask somebody. How long have you yeah. seen the world this way? Yeah, Jesus. and it's like no, it's a good question. And you know, the funny part about when you when you've seen both sides of the earth, what is more amazing is, and this is what I will say, and I hopefully I won't lose your the people listening. You know, my faith isn't about me getting baptized or when I acknowledge God. My, my faith is when I look back at my entire life and seeing clearly how often, how much God was with me, especially during the times that I denounced him or that I didn't acknowledge him or anything, and he was still there. And that, that, is, that is beyond like, there's no argument there. You can have anybody you want come up and bitch and complain about, well, Marcus, you, now that you found God, you, you walk this way. I look back and I see how much he was with me the entire time. And that's where my faith comes from. Not from, from looking at the world now, but the fact that he was with me during that whole time. And that's, that's where my true, my true faith comes from. Because that's a cool thing, man. When somebody will rock and roll with you, even when you call them all the names in the book and they still don't, they're, they're like, you know what, whatever, I'm still with you. That's a friendship. That's a relationship. And that's what keeps me, keeps me going, especially during the dark days that I have. How, how often do you um, reflect on the past in order to help you get through the, the stuff that you're going through now? Not, not often. Usually it's something will happen and there will be a, a correlation to um, say an event will happen. Some, somebody else speaks, speaking to somebody and they'll say, you know what, man, I, 
I cussed out God. He must hate me. And then I'll be like, hold on a second. Listen, I want you to know that there was a time. And then I'll tell this time of when I cussed out God and I, I threw him down. It was 1997. My son had been born. He has cerebral palsy. And I blamed God. I said, God, you gave my son cerebral palsy to punish me for everything bad I did my entire life. Now, I know that that's not true. My son is a blessing. My son is makes this world a brighter place as a result, and only in a way that only he can. However, I viewed things a certain way, and guilt and shame and condemnation and all the bullshit that comes with that, forgive my language. Um, so when my past, my past has been something that I'm not anchored to, but when somebody brings something up, I'm able to use that moment. God says, hey, remember that time? Let's sit there and let's get this person straight and narrowed and, and, and let them understand it. Blah, 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 blah. So all the things in my past, everything, all the bad stuff, and I've got a plethora of bad stuff, has been used. And I say this, God turned my mess into a message. Everything, everything that from a man's horror stories. My entire youth is a horror story. However, I'm able to sit there and now sit and show that, you know, I have a choice. When you have trauma, and I'm sure you've had trauma in your lifetime. Everybody's had trauma. Trauma, we're a victim. After a victim, you survive. After you survive, you thrive. After you thrive, you flourish. These are my words, not anybody else's. Or maybe if it is, I didn't copy them from anybody else. So if somebody wants to sit there and give me shit, just remember, I, I didn't know somebody else said it. To get to the flourishing part, you need to sit there and thrive in your trauma. Most people, to overcome their trauma, they, they get to a point of surviving where I'm survival. I'm not, I'm not a victim anymore, but I'm surviving it. Well, that's great, but you need to thrive in it. You need to sit there and see that the, there was a blessing in that trauma. To truly flourish and is to look back and be not thankful that it happened, but be like, wow, I'm thankful that, that for me that God gave me the strength and was in me and around me to get me to the point where I can look back and, and be a, a serving and a helpful person to somebody else who's going through trauma at this point in time, how whatever stage they're at. Yeah. What, what would you say to the people that would think or, or ask like, oh, but um, how can you say that my trauma is a blessing? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and this is this is where the viewpoint. A lot of people sit there and say, "If God's alive, why would He let this happen to me, or that happen to me, or why all that stuff?" So we have a. There's two sides to a coin. There's a good people and there's bad people, right? There's an enemy. There's 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 evil on this planet. You cannot deny there's evil on this planet, and that evil's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy our life. So when trauma happens it's stolen or killed or destroyed a chunk of our life. Now we have a choice. Do we allow that event to break us or build us? And we all have the same, everybody's the exact same inside. So when somebody comes to me and they're like, how can you say that? I was, uh, I'll, I'll make it personal about myself. That way nobody gets offended. I was molested twice by two different, or I was molested by two different men. How can you dare tell me that that was a blessing? Okay. When you speak to someone who's 
crushed by their their being molested and you come by to them and you say brother sister i know what that's like and look i'm still alive you feel like the world is over you feel like you're of no use you feel useless i'm trying to tell you that you know what we we will get through this and we will get to a point where we can help other people with that trauma and the only way to really truly heal from trauma is to help others in their trauma i'm going to i'm going to circle back to this just bear with me you know they say hurt people hurt people right a hurt person hurts another person and i've i've evolved that a little bit to hurt people help heal hurt people and when somebody's it depends also where how raw is the is the injury right how raw is the you know somebody who's got a gaping wound and you're like well i'm just gonna love you and you're gonna love me back like they're gonna be like you know f you and you know you gotta heal that 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 open wound first aid you gotta clean it you gotta make sure it's bandage it make sure it's okay it's gonna scab and then new skin's got to uh, come over it so a lot of times when people are saying, how can you say it's a blessing? I've got to be very, very respectful of where are they in their healing and, and, and not try to flush it with a whole bunch of rubbing alcohol when it's, you know, barely, barely healed or, or whatever. You know, I'm trying my best to, to, to be all deep and shit and it's failing miserably. No, no, I get you exactly. But you know what I'm like, like the people who are healing, my job is to listen. There's sometimes you listen and sometimes you talk, you know, God gave me two ears, one mouth. So I should listen more than I talk when somebody's angry or upset and then just plant seeds of healing you know, so it might be I plant a seed and nothing happens and you come by and you water those seeds and then you just leave and then somebody else waters. And before you know it, that person's healed through a variety of different circumstances and places and things. That's huge, man. That makes sense. Yeah, that's huge. I, I think of it as you were saying that I was visualizing like a broken foot. Like you're not starting mm -hmm. to start walking on the day that you break your foot. Like your physio mm -hmm. happens after the bones heal. The, yeah. the, I, I get that a lot, man. I like that analogy yeah. you said. And also like at the end, how you said, um, you know, maybe I don't heal like, like for example, like maybe like I'm not the one to help fix this person, but That's like, right. if I can just plant a seed, and then maybe they talk to somebody down the road, they water it. I think that that's a good way to look at it because, um, you know, looking back in the past, there's uh, there's been times where I've seen like some of my friends or people that I love that uh, walk down the wrong path. And then I'm like, man, I wish I could have done more. I wish I could have done more. I wish I could have saved this person. And uh, I think that we like put... Uh, a lot of guilt on ourselves for that when it's like, man, I, I did, I planted my seeds. They just yeah. weren't in fertile ground or they, they weren't being watered. They, they're like, yeah. And you've got to remember too, let's go in with pain and let's, let's just take somebody who's on the wrong path and they end up trying to kill themselves or they kill themselves, which has happened many a times, you know, you can sit there and plant the seed, but the enemy's got a part in this as well. And when they're whispering in somebody's ear and you're planting seeds of hope and, 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 and light, there's other people whispering in their ear as well. And sometimes those whispers are stronger 
than anything you can plant. And when they're gone or they go down that destructive ad, uh, avenue or addiction or whatever, remember we're, we're only human and we can only do so much. Our job is not to fix and and do all like man our job is to be whatever we can be for that person at that specific moment no more no less yeah i love that man i think um have you read the book outwitting the devil oh napoleon hill god oh i know i know he's he's got a sense of humor i uh i have read i've read i've read most of it it was a tough read for me. Mm-hmm. It was a very tough, like it was, it was, it was hard for me to wrap my head around the fact of when this was written and how he wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as I was going through stuff, I just had that copy of that book that you're bringing up that I haven't thought about in two years in my hands. And I was going over and all the signs, the things I under, under, uh, underlined, underwrote, whatever underlined. Yeah. It's just so weird that not weird. God's got a, God's got a sense of humor. Yes, I'm familiar with the book. I, I just finished it, actually. I had someone on the podcast maybe a month ago who recommended it to me. And I, I, I bought it before we even ended the, the Zoom call. I was like, I'm, I'm getting this book. I just finished it in like last week. But um, the, it just, uh, it re- the way that you were speaking just reminded me of that book where he says that uh, talking about the way that the, the devil works on human beings through like the uh the habit of drifting and and just the way that the temptations happen the way that you were discussing like the whispers in the ear Mm -hmm. it's like sometimes those aren't people man sometimes that's just ourselves yeah and 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 also and this is something that a lot of people need to get their head wrapped around the enemy will speak through other people and those people are not strangers those people are people that you love It's amazing how many times the enemy is used. I've been used to say shit that they, that is not cool for uh, through other people. Listen, we're free moral agents and stuff happens. Thoughts come through our head. We speak. That's why I'm very, very aware of what I speak. When I say aware, I'm not Jordan Peterson aware. Like that man is, (laughs) you know, he's very well thought before he opens his mouth. I'm not that way, but I'm cognizant cognizant of if i say something and i know that that shit was not from the lord above i need to take that back and be like nope 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 and there'll be times that i'll be talking it hasn't happened today but there'll be times i'm talking to somebody on a podcast and i'll be like hold on not today not today get out i i (laughs) get out because it's constantly happening the only authority the enemy has is here He's got no power anywhere else. He doesn't actually even have power over us. However, we're conditioned to, 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 and, and I'm trying not to like, again, I don't, I haven't looked deep into your past podcast, so I don't want your, your, your viewers to be like, okay, if I wanted a sermon, I'd go to church. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? However, I, I have to say one thing that I learned from a guy named Jim Caviezel. Um, that's the guy who played Jesus in Last Temptation Cross. I watched him on a podcast with Sean Ryan uh, before it was taken off. I just want to throw that in there. Censorship is not just in Canada. Yeah, no. I've listened to that podcast. I love that talk, Okay. So I didn't grow up with the, the faith or the church or anything. As a matter of fact, it was the opposite. And in the past... In, 
for those of you viewing it on YouTube, you'll see that my hands are together. For those of you that are listening, you're going to be like, what is he doing with his hands? So as you can see, I have my hands equal in distance, right? And so on my left hand is God. And in my right hand is the devil. And then in between that is supposed to be us. That's what I was created to. I, I was told. Well, the truth is, and my left hand is way, way, way high in the screen. That's God. And low, low, low is the devil. And I'm over here above the devil. And that when I heard Jim Caviezel say that, that was a game changer for me. I was like, well, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I have it written on, on my wall. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he shall flee from me. Like, he's got nothing. And that'll be, I'm not going to say that's the last I'm going to talk about the subject because we'll move on. But <laughs> when I'm around people who are going through dark times, I remember that there's people whispering in his, their ears. And my job is to do the best I can to change the balance of where their listening is in relation to what is actually light and what is dark. And sometimes sprinkling just a little bit of light is enough to drown out the the darkness that's whispering in their ears. Mm -hmm. Okay, enough about that. I'm off my soapbox. No, I, I love that, man. I love that. And um, yeah, I don't think you have to worry about like how anyone will like interpret this or anything like that. I think you're on point, man. I think you're 100% on point. I think... Um, it's so, um, it's so, you know, it's so, they say like, it's so difficult to, it's more easy to lie to a man than to convince him he's been lied to. Right. And, yep. uh, when I think about what we're talking about, I think about that. Cause I think that when someone is going down a dark path and you're trying to give them hope, it it's like, they there's almost like a resistance to the good feeling of like there's that like it's it's harder to convince them that they've been lied to and you're yeah. like no dude there's trust me it's like life gets better you have to yeah. keep pushing through this you like i i say the exact same thing as you i feel like it's a similar message just in different words of just like the the way that you can overcome your trauma is to show other people that it's like over like that it's possible to overcome it like that's where the virtue is. Yeah. And remember that a lot of people in the dark don't feel worthy, right? Like the guilt and shame of people is what holds them in their darkness. And this is why I've said this, and I will say this until my last breath. Think about the moment. There's always one moment that you are most ashamed of something you've done that that's what whispers in your ear oh yeah you think you're all that remember this when you did this and so just hold on to that moment and and show yourself at that time grace because you didn't know then what you know now you are not the person now that you were then show that version of you grace and by showing that version of you grace it gives you permission to heal from what you did or what was done to you. Either way, whatever that moment is, to start healing, you need to show yourself grace from that specific time. Um, for example, I'm 10 years old and a man, my next door neighbor, molests me. I can hate myself for all of those things that happened. However, I have an option of going back and going to 10-year-old Marcus and saying, buddy, 
You didn't know what you know now. It's easy to hate yourself for things happening back then. You're not that you weren't. It's not you. Relax. Or if you did something bad, say, look, are you the same person now that you were back then? If the answer is yes, then yeah, you should probably do some work. But more than likely, you're not the same person. Stop letting those past events have a cancerous mentality on you, cut them, get rid of them, show yourself grace so you can move forward and be, so you can have some forgiveness of yourself. It is so important to forgive yourself for your past because it is over and you didn't know what you know now. Yeah. How do you, how do you find, um, it's it's i feel like when i reflect back on some of the things that uh i i have done in the past where i feel maybe guilt or shame maybe it was my fault maybe it wasn't my fault it's uh difficult to find grace sometimes there's uh, there's situations where you know uh, maybe it, the maybe i wasn't even a kid maybe i was like a late teen early adult and it's like yeah. you should have known better what the hell like what's going on here man like how come you don't know better there's mark i i would like for you to please give me a human being's name that you know right now that is perfect please i'm i'm ready anytime you're ready and mark the the let's say the teenage version of you mark are you were you perfect then are you perfect now is there such a thing mark as a perfect human being is there i'm asking a question no right so because you are not perfect you are flawed you are imperfect you are a shit show in many ways as <laughs> am i that version of you should have known better how else we're, first of all we are human beings who only learn through failure that is the only way we learn as human beings we never ever ever learn from a, a victory just not how we're that's just not how we're made so that thing, whatever that thing is, and whoever's listening, everybody has that thing that they're like, well, I should have known better. Should have, could have, would have, didn't. You didn't know better or you did know better. It still happened. What is the lesson learned from it? And you need to let that go. And that's why give it to God is such a big thing for me. I've said that, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, there was a post that I did this morning because the world was crushing in on me. You got to let things go. And if you don't believe in God or you don't believe in a higher power, then you just need to let it go. Because if you don't, whatever the lesson was that you were supposed to learn will be squished and done and over with. And you'll never learn. And you are susceptible to make the same mistakes again if you're not willing to learn from the mistake of that past event. Do you feel like there's a uh, distance of time, which is like kind of like an appropriate amount of time for somebody to look at or reflect on things that may have hurt them or, or, you know, impacted them in a negative way? Do you think that there's a healthy amount of time or a suggested amount of time where you can look back and say, okay, where could I learn from this? How can I be better? Like, how can I shift this paradigm I have from negative to positive? Is there like a... a is there a time? time? That's that's a good that's a good question, and I think and the answer is going to be for me is always going to be 
Um, no, because how Mark deals with trauma or how Marcus deals with trauma or Doug or Brenda or Susan or Pete, if we sit there and say, well, a respectable amount of time would be one to three years and uh, 6.2 miles and blah, 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 blah. Well, how, what happens when you don't meet that marker? You feel like a failure. So I know grown men who are, unfortunately, they're in their 80s. And it's only at this point in time, and usually death, coming close to death, you're amazing how the revelation you end up having when you're like, oops, <laughs> okay, I was a complete moron. Um, and I'm just going to go with better late than never. Everyone will grow at the time that they grow because of the fact that there's a lot of moving parts in us as human beings. We are not complex, but we have com we make things complex. We're simple creatures, but we want to try to be deeper than we really are. You know, the man who's an Einstein, you know, Mensa, who knows all these things, thinks they're smarter than the six-year-old kid who has awe and wonder and, and there are no limits to that six-year-old well who's smarter by what metric what kind of way are we viewing intelligence so my point to all that was i don't think that it's i don't think it's the safest thing to do is to put a metric or a number or a time on healing and education edification from our mistakes mm. i like that I like the the better late than never as well. Again, that's yeah. like never too late. There's there's uh yeah, it's, it's it's cool to see that when you think about like uh heroes like you think of like the the young guy who goes out to slay the dragon, protect the village, protect the princess, get the gold, like etc cetera, etc, cetera, defy all odds. And then you hear stories of, in history of like like you said, like men in their seventies or eighties that are like enough is enough. You know, I've, it's like kind of like, uh, it's, it's really, uh, I feel like as well, like, especially there's been so many times where I think about missed opportunities in my life and I'm like, man, what am I talking about? Like, I still have a life ahead of me that I feel like it's so easy to get trapped in that. Like it's too uh, late. Well, and that's the lie. That is the lie. That is the, that is the biggest lie ever it's it's too late or it can't you can't do it right yeah i call bullshit and that's why i'm like the enemy is a liar he can kick rocks see you later bye don't tell me that when i'm looking at i have a, a i'm gonna call her a friend pauline adeliki her son is remy adeliki former seal writer actor stud and his mother's 70 something years old and she is kicking ass fitness wise i mean just slaying it and her message is the same all the time it's never too late and who am i to sit there and say anything is too late it's too late if you make the choice that's the problem is we do have free will and we choose uh, it's too late for me i can't do this i can't i can't i can't oh and if and i'm not i'm not going to tell them any different. i will say i disagree with you you cannot force somebody. That's why motivation is such a lie, right? And inspiration, man, it's got to come from within. If you believe that you're a loser, then you're a loser. And I can't tell you you're not. At some point in time, you'll get a revelation. Life will smack you in the face. You'll be like, you know what? I'm not a loser. And all I can pray is that it's not 
on your deathbed that you finally figure out that you're not a loser. When um, I feel like there's been so many times, uh, and I feel like that's what everyone tells themselves. There's there's kind of like the the group of people, and I've been a part of this group before in my life, where you just think like, oh, why would it be me? You know, like mm -hmm. why why would it be me? I'm just the average person. I'm just you know, I came from so and so place and so and so. And, uh, I was told to sit down and shut up and I was never really good at this or that or whatever it is. Like, I, like I, I used to tell myself even like, I was just like an average kid, you know, like I was like, I was never really that great at hockey or rugby or any of the sports I played. No. And it's just, it's so easy to fall into that trap of just like, why would it be me? Why, why would I think that I could be good at this? Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was, as you were saying, I was going to go bring a whole bunch of stuff from my past. I'm just going to leave this. If not you, who? And if not now, when? Because a enemy is a liar, man. I'm going to say this for sure. Here's a, here's a litmus. Is it a litmus test? I don't know. Whatever the, whatever the test is for you. You're to, smarter for you than and, me. I don't know, but I, I think <laughs> I screwed that up, but. This is the test I want you or your friends or anybody else, whoever you're around, whatever you're, whatever you want to be. Let's say you want to be, I don't know, you want to go scuba diving. You want to get your scuba diving ticket. You're like, I want to go scuba diving. If the answer from everyone you're around is not, yeah, man, do it. What do you got to do? Man, I'm, yeah, do it. If it's not that and it's anything, anything other than that, cut them, cut them. Because there's nothing that is impossible. Now, I understand. I'm waiting for the, the haters to be like, Marcus, you're 54 years old. Could you really go into NASA and, and, and be an astronaut? I don't know. But I, why should I not give it a shot? What if I sit there just hypothetically? What if I go and I do all the things and I find out I can't do it? Think about the adventure of my life and all the things that I've now have knowledge of how close I maybe if my and close is a relative term. My life in that trajectory versus my life in the trajectory of listening to everybody say, ah, shut up. No, you couldn't do it. What a, what a shame that we would allow external things to add to the internal doubt that's already there. They can fornicate elsewhere, man. See you later. Bye. I need hype people. I need people to be like, Marcus, where's that book? And, you know, I've got two books that have been sitting in my head. And I've had people that have been like, you know, do it. Do it. Why haven't you done it yet? Now, the internal doubt and, and all the stuff that's inside, that's on me. I have to own that. But I look at the people around me, and if they're not hyping you up and being like, yeah, man, get to it, cut them. And I don't care if that's family, cut them. Because yeah. the enemy is talking through them, and they need to kick rocks too. See you later, bye. I love that. And don't, let, and don't be letting anybody use your past of, oh, yeah, well, brainy idea, 9002. How many businesses are you going to fail at before you sit there and give it up? I don't care if you started 19 businesses and 18 different college courses and different and all the, I don't care about any of that. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. You'll find your, your stick and then it, it will, it will be the thing.
but don't you dare listen to anybody who sits there and tells you you shouldn't, couldn't, or wouldn't. 100%. No, I love that, man. I absolutely love that. I'm feeling, I'm feeling the energy and I'm, I'm getting charged by it. I love it because that's, um, every time I, I don't know, maybe it was cause I worked in sales in the past, but I, I used to tell myself like that, uh, I had to break through a certain amount of no's before I'd get a yes. So I used to, when I, yeah, yeah. But when I'd hit my phones in the morning and I'd think to myself, like, man, I don't want to do this. Everyone's just going to yell no. Everyone's going to – you get that internal dialogue. And then I would tell myself, like, it's just – I have to break through as many amount of no's as I possibly can until I have yep. to get to a yes. Yep. Um, I need I need, I need, need 400 no's and then I'll get my yes. How many no's have I gotten? I'm yeah. only at 200, man. I got 200 more no's till I get a yes. That's, that's what I think because – That's uh, a good way of looking at it, bro, for real. Dude, I've 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 been through like uh and I'm still going through to this day like what you're talking about of like started this business and it failed. Now I have X amount of debt. Well, time to recover from that. I'll get a little job, I'll do this, I'll do that, and starting the next business, starting the next opportunity, and uh trying to stay afloat. And it's like every time I look back at those things, I used to tell myself like Remember when you made this stupid decision or this bad investment or this or that? And I, I think, well, like, hey, I'm one step closer to hitting gold. I'll just keep hitting this vein. Yep. You know, there's a great image and you usually pops up at least three or four times a month for me. And you got a, a, a standard frame. One guy, they got pickaxes, right? And they're picking and picking and picking and picking. And, you know, they're both picking at the same time. And they've got one guy's got about an inch left before the diamonds go. And then the guy in the bottom's got the same inch left. And one guy just stops before that inch. And the other guy doesn't stop and then gets the diamonds. And you never know where the, I know it's cliche, but it's such a fact. You never know how much closer you were. And the minute you quit, chances are there's a, excuse me, there's a strong chance that just before you said stop, no, whatever, that the the victory was right there. And, you know, I'm curious, you know, when I die, I, I hope, I, I probably won't even care. None of us will care. But when you get back and they do a little review and they're like, by the way, right there was just where that one had some victory. However, because of the fact that you stopped, we went over here and God was able to sit there and turn your victory over here. It was a victory, whether it's big or small is irrelevant. But every time we give up, I'm glad that you've sat there. And if it not been like, ah, oh, I failed again. Failure is the only way we learn. And you're quitting, you're quitting as much as that's you know frowned upon. You were quitting for whatever that reason was, but that knowledge gave you the IQ, the the emotional IQ, the spiritual IQ, the physical IQ to go down a different route that you will be even more impactful because of the fact that you gave up that other thing. And you would never be who you are today if you hadn't quit that one thing. They say quitters, nobody should quit. Well, sometimes quitting is the building block to get you to the win. Yeah, 100%. I, yeah. I agree with that a hundred percent when, um, it, are you, uh, I don't know if you're actually like, uh, I, I believe 
you're actually going to do this. That's why I ask what what would you write your book about? Do you do you have any topics? Do you have any stories that you'd, yeah. you'd be able to share? Well, uh, one is a kid's book. One is a kid book uh, about bullying. And the second book is going to be just about, you know, yours truly. And to writing to get to this point, the, you know, the, the if you go into Barnes and Noble or I guess chapters, right? You go into <laughs> chapters and I haven't said that name in forever. Indigo uh, chapters. Indigo, yeah. Is it Indigo now? Chapters is gone? I think it's the same thing company right. i'm not sure right okay well if you go into indigo and you go into the self-help section there are thousands of books and if you go into biographies there's thousands of books my point to this what i'm going to say is the up to this point in my life and everything that's happened to it I need to let it come out and put it on paper so that I can know that I've exhausted up to this point. Here's my past. Here's what got me to this point of who I am right now. Now, whether I write it, publish it, and even if no one buys it, it's not the point. The point is, is that I'm going to put it out there, if nothing else, so that I can say to myself and anybody else, I'm not afraid to put my past, my, my, my current present out there for the world to see. And, you know, a book can be anything, right? You can write nonfiction, fiction, it can be humor, it can be whatever. Everybody has a book or a movie or a something inside of them and we're supposed to tell our story in whatever whatever platform that is you have a podcast and it's a it's great and you get to sit there and impact people's lives whatever it is just do it but don't do it with the motivation of being joe rogan or or a million dollars or or whatever like that's 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 ridiculous put it out there and get get the lesson from it and so i'll be doing i'm going to go to tampa uh in october and the person that's going to help me write the book is going will be able to have a week of finding a, a structured way to go about getting that information because i i do know where my weaknesses are and writing is is i'm okay at it because Thankfully, God put me in a position where I had to write articles for a magazine as a way of making income. So I got to get rid of all the lies that the devil told me about, oh, you're useless at writing. But structuring a book and all the things that go with it, people who are bigger, better, smarter than me at it, I give it to them. And, and the Lord will work together with me and this person. And, and, and no matter what, the books will be done just so that I can sit there and say, okay, I did them. I love that. Yeah. I think um, I, I I love what you said about you know it's not to strive to be the 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 millionaire or the overnight success or anything like that like it's uh I I think about that all the time when I think about the purpose of my podcast there it's uh it's cool because I think that anything artistic uh, whether you make music or you write poetry or you write a book or you have a podcast or you have um, not to call myself an artist, I'm not an artist, but 
I, I think it's it there's this um there's there's kind of two sides of benefits. There's like the yeah, it benefits it benefits me because I get to have these conversations. I get to speak about my stuff. I get to talk about my stuff. I get to hear different perspectives and hear life stories and, and it uplifts me. I'm, I'm an extrovert. So it, it, I thrive, like my energy rises as I have conversations with other people. So it gives me better momentum in my day. If I started in the morning, there's all these benefits, but then there's also the extra benefit of like, yeah, I'm just going to share this and people can listen to it. And if they relate to it and they get a positive message from it and helps them start their week off, like that, that's the best feel like that's that feeling feels better when someone messages me and they're like, Hey, I like this episode. Like that feels better than anything else that, that comes from this podcast, whether it's like the uplifting message I get from you when I talk to you or, or, um, a new perspective when I hear a tragic story or mm-hmm. any like benefit that I get from this podcast. The biggest one is when someone messages me, I wake up and I check my phone after a couple hours and I see like, Hey, I really like this episode. It, it reminded right. me of this thing that happened in my life. And I'm like, that's crazy. I never thought like that person would be listening, you know? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, that is dope. And I, and I don't want to, I don't want to, you just said, you know, I'm not an artist. And it's funny how we, we have responses in our term tone uh, or in our thoughts and they're fail safes, like blah, 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 artist. Well, I'm not an artist as mm-hmm. a, as I don't want to portray myself something I'm not. So if I, if a child came by and, and we were together, you and I hanging out and a child drew some stick figures and, you know, and some big heads and three eyes and whatever. And was like, Hey, look at this. Would you tell them that they're not an artist? No. Would you say that to the kid? No, 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 I wouldn't. Okay. So when anybody, and we all have God given creativity in us, every single one of us, every human has some type of creative outlet and it manifests in different ways. When somebody sits there and immediately sit announces, well, I'm not an artist when they're clearly creative in their nature, in their, in their sides, I am going to say the devil is a liar. He can go F off. I, I, I denounce that nonsense coming out of you because you are a creative artist. You are, you can see, listen, you can't say you're not what you can. You just did. However, I'm not going to acknowledge that. And so I just took up another 30 seconds to sit there and say that. So moving on, I disagree with you. Devil is liar. Moving on. I love that man it's it's funny though um when you talked earlier that one of the first things you talked about was uh finding your constant Mm -hmm. and and thinking back in my life it's it's interesting I think well it's not interesting it seems completely rational and normal my my entire life like I would be getting in trouble for talking in class like you couldn't get me to shut up they, they, I, there was points where like my teacher would be like all right you're not sitting next to your buddy you're sitting next to this random person that doesn't speak english yet and i'd be like sitting there trying to get them to have a conversation with me i'm like come on bro i know you could understand like we don't need the yeah. words man we can still interact it's all good like i've right. always uh thrived off conversation i've always been an extrovert so going 
having a podcast it's it's mm. like that's literally the 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 easiest transition for me is yeah. that right so yeah. i think um it's cool if if you if anyone out there listening to this or i'm sure that you've done the, the exact same kind of thought process of just like thinking about um you know what were some of the things that you like um you get in trouble for as a kid especially as young boys but also like things that just like naturally i think i think jordan peterson said this like the um the things that make you care less about the risk to get the reward mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah you yeah. know like i wouldn't i i i would be fine i like uh opening my mouth and and saying some stuff and trying to get the class like the class clown laugh in right. front of everybody right. if i knew like the uh the reward was there i'd be like i'll yeah. take this dice roll like whatever it is what it is yeah, yeah. like yeah. There, there's other things where i'm like i'm not speaking up right now like <laughs> i don't want to get yeah. punched in the mouth right <laughs> usually usually you get punched in the mouth and that's when you figure out okay i gotta sit there and there's you only learn you only learn when not to do something after you've been punched in the mouth. A hundred percent. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. But but it's funny to see um to find that constant. To find that constant of just like, yeah, that's the one thing that I've always found the like the most entertainment from. Like I listen to conversations. I love comedians. I love just listening to dialogue. I love it in, in like engaging in it. And so it's natural that that's a part of my, the, my hobbies, my, everything I do. I'm mm-hmm. pretty social while I do it, while I work, while I train. Yeah. I think that, and you brought up, um, if you look that you said, you know, look in the past and see what you did. And that's where the, usually people block because their memories of their past are less than great. So they have a challenge to look back at at things and this is why i i do encourage people to just go and do everything because when you find the one thing you'll feel secure and safe enough to be able to look back and get confirmation of well yeah of course i enjoy uh painting buildings because i was painting since i was three and i would get in trouble for it Mm -hmm. right and once you find a thing that you feel comfortable and safe in, it feels a lot easier to look back. I would love for people to look back anyways, just so that they can sit there and see all the beauty that they've accomplished to this date. You know, most people hate who they are now, but they never look back and see that, wow, look how much you've accomplished. If nothing else, your one constant is that you survived 100% of the days that you've made been alive. And I know that's a T-shirt, and I know that's a saying, but everyone needs to rem- a reminder, a personal reminder that that's how strong you are. Most people have no idea how strong they are because they're lied to by their people, people, persons, and things who sit there and tell them how useless and how weak they are. Take a look at how much you've survived. You'd be if we put it in a in a in a metric, you'd be amazed at the metric of holy shit! I can't believe I'm that strong. Mm-hmm. i love that yeah but um if you don't mind me asking what makes you what what uh what inclines you to write a book about bullying for children well because i got my ass kicked 
why do you think somebody takes martial arts in the first place? Yeah, uh, yeah. I started I started when I was ten because I was getting my ass kicked. Not that the not that seeking kung fu and at 10 years old or 11 or 12 years old did anything i just got my ass kicked better um but uh, <laughs> but that's and that that's the main reason and ironically i'm not going to give away too much of it but ironically the the book that i'm doing it's a kid's book and the ending is not going to be what people think there it's you know because if you've ever been bullied you know that bullying doesn't stop it never stops. It, it goes through us through our whole life. And the only reason that we're able to navigate and surf through this thing called life is how we deal with bullies. And they, they manifest in a bunch of different forms. A corporate bullying, you've got school bullying, you've got, you know, bullying really is if we, 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 we put a label to it and say bullying is nothing more than someone being a jerk to someone else on a regular basis. Hmm. Well, that how many jerks do you run into in a day? I mean, you run into tons of them. How many of them cut you off and in in and give you the finger? And you know, bullying is how we respond to those jerks. Mm-hmm. So you know, every some people take martial arts, some people don't fight back, some people are punching people out, knocking you know, knocking people out left, right, and center. Um, but it, it is important for me because my son has cerebral palsy and because he's got special needs and my own history with bullying and my experience of seeing how he's been treated, uh, you know, it was just, it just feels like a natural outlet to put that out there. And again, it's probably just cathartic for me to put that out there and know that I've, I've done what I've done and I've said what I need to say. And here it is with some cartoons and pictures and, you know, if one kid, if only one kid sits there and has a an alteration in how they think and just makes them go a few degrees off their current course into a healthier course, then it was worth it. That's cool, man. I like that. I think um, I, I, I'm pretty sympathetic to the, the movement of anti-bullying. Do you think that there is like... Um, I don't want to say that it's good. And this kind of relates back to what we were saying earlier about like trauma and uh, having it be a blessing. Right. There, there seems to be, uh, and I actually used to ask this question, every one of my guests, but I think that you'd be a good person to ask this question to. I haven't done it in a while. Okay. Um, I, I ask this question a lot in regards to addiction. I say like, there's, you know, you, you know, Vancouver, you know, the downtown East side. Yep. You go down there and and you see people, you hear about um, success stories. Mm -hmm. You say, well, how did this person become so driven? How did they become so motivated? How did they become this great person? And then they're like, oh, their their origin story, like their 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 beginnings was really dark. They they had an addiction. They lost their family. They lost their house. They lost this. They lost that. They nearly died. Maybe they died and came back, whatever it could be. And because of all these things, they, they were motivated and driven to become this great person. And then Mm -hmm. you see person B and you're like, how do they have such a dark present? You know, like, why are they in this mess? Right. And, and maybe this person's getting by and paying bills and getting groceries, but 
they're pissed off at everybody. They treat everybody like garbage. They they think the world's out to get them. They lash out at themselves and other people. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. just miserable. And then you say, why is why is this person like that? And, and mm-hmm. you say, well, you know, he, they kind of act like this. We just tolerate it. We know, like, just kind of pity them and feel bad because their origin story is this dark story of addiction mm-hmm. and trauma and he lost his house, his wife, mm-hmm. his kids, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, having like a similar origin story, what separates the person that becomes this like great, motivating, inspiring person and this like dark, like deep, uh, inflicted by evil? Like what um, what's the differing factor between those people? If they if we see so many people that come from this darkness and then mm-hmm. some arise and then some continue down that path, what's the differentiator do you, in your eyes? I know there's no right answer to this, but yeah. choice, choice. There we are, we have free will and we have a choice in everything we do. And when you look at people who have every addiction known to mankind, I mean, if we just make it personal, I have every reason, I've been given every reason to be the biggest screw up on the planet. Everyone, I've got everything. I'm an alcoholic, a recovering alcoholic, uh, uh, all uh, everything, everything in my past to right now, I should, there's every reason for me to be dead uh or just a miserable sob who craps on every single person <sighs> we have a choice and our choice a lot of times is who do we surround ourselves with when what do we listen to what do we watch now there's no and there is no there is no defining thing that turns one person one way or one person another way we have a choice we're all given the opportunity all of us from birth we're all given the opportunity to be the best versions of ourselves some break down and build back up some people break down and never get back up the truth is is most people who have some type of origin story that's built with Uh, Not even trauma, just rough, rough, right? R-U-F-F, rough, Uh, rough, rough background is usually the the backbone to give them the strength to withstand how difficult navigating through this world is. This life is tough. It has, it's not supposed to be easy. And a lot of people have had it easy, see how tough it is. And then they crumble and then they never recover. Most people who've had an origin story, as you said it, that's not so great, generally uh, grow into good people who help others. And again, we're, we're making bold state or blanket statements on a, on a subject that has to do with trillions of people. But at the end of the day, for me, it comes down to choice. And that choice takes time to come to the revelation of I'm going to be this way. I'm going to be that way, but it's a choice. No other, you can victimize it. You can say, Oh, woe is me. You can do whatever you want, but it's a choice. 
no matter what. So how how do you or how have you because the 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 um the opposing question of that I guess is a good way to phrase it would be like um you know like how I don't have a choice there's the people that think that they don't have a choice how would you kind of show someone convince someone or how did I guess a better question is how did you start to convince yourself that you had a choice because you you've expressed like some pretty uh some events that obviously a lot of people would uh be almost like too scared to talk about or or they they see a lot of darkness surrounding it so i first of all commend you for even talking about those things that's it's huge man right but when how did you convince yourself that you had a choice to move forward or to to yeah you know this I don't, I don't really know if I have an answer for that, how, how I did it. I, I don't have an answer for that because I really don't know. Now I look back and I say, well, God was with me the whole time. I have no idea because like, statistically all the things that have happened, I should, I should not be where I am now. So it's by the grace of God. And, and that's my, my thought to those who are saying I don't have a choice. This is my life. This is my life. This is what I've been predestined to do. <clears throat> I don't, I've, 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 maybe it's just the grumpy old man in me, you know, get off my lawn. Um, but I, I don't argue with people about it. You, you know, I'm useless. I'm a piece of shit. Okay. I disagree with you. We can agree to disagree. If you want to be a piece of shit, you want to be that guy, and you want to be that girl, and you're choosing to do it, fine. But don't tell me you don't have a choice. Oh, it's too hard. Um, addiction is too hard. Yeah, it is. It is. It is too hard. So, but don't tell me you don't have a choice. I can't quit. I can't quit heroin. I can't quit fentanyl. I can't quit crack. I can't quit. Drinking, I can't, I can't, I can't. Okay, you can. You're choosing not to because it's too hard. And that's the enemy, man. The enemy, you know, we want things so easy. There is no easy. There's nothing easy about from from the minute you come out of your mother, there's nothing easy about this life. And, and the lie that we tell people, of, oh, no, 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 yeah, take this. Six weeks to a better body and take this <laughs> pill and, and, and get this in two days and easy, easy. It's not, man, there's nothing easy about it. Our history of mankind shows that it's not easy. So make a decision that you're not going to be this person that you are right now. Whoever you are that's destructive and negative and feel like shit and you're useless piece of shit, all that, all that lies, make a choice to not be that person. And the same as I tell anybody who's recovering anything, you know, it's one day at a time. Well, hold on. It's one day, one hour, one minute, one second, one breath. There are days where you literally, I'm not going to uh drink do drugs look at porn whatever your gamble and whatever the thing is that the enemy's got their hooks in on you take a breath and just and make a choice everybody has to have their they say their bottom out moment well it's sometimes not bottoming out sometimes you just look in the mirror and you're like you know what i don't want to be this person anymore but who we surround ourselves with is a major part in why we feel the way we do and think the way we do and that's 
that's family, that's friends, that's internet, that's news, that's whatever. Whatever you're taking in is usually a contributing factor to how we feel inside. 100%. I 100% align with that. It's, um, it's so easy to think like, and I remember even saying this out loud to myself and other people, uh, like I've always been depressed. I've always been anxious. I've always been suicidal. So I always will be, that's how it's always been. Maybe like there's certain things that just like, Oh, this runs in my family, this impacted my parents and this impacted my mother. All lies. And, uh, I I 100% agree with you. It's like you, you even speaking those things and thinking the, about the world in that way, like that's the only thing keeping you there. Like that's what I had to tell myself is like, I remember journaling. I've always been this way. And I was like, cross that out instantly. And I was like, fuck that. I'm not going to be yeah. like that anymore. No. Like there's, there's no. no way I'm attaching that to my identity. No. No, and then anytime we use extremes on always, never, you know, any of these verbiage, it, that that alone is a it's a big sign right there. I'm always going to be, or I always am, or nope, nope, nope. And again, it's how we speak is how we think most of the time. So what we say out, you know, we have what I look in affects me inside what i say not only affects the people around me but it also affects me so i need to speak this truth which is not the lie of always 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 but but i have the ability um simon simon cynic cynic i always screw up his last name no no i think that's right he i love that guy and he has something that he says that he adds to when his friends are like i suck at this or I'm no good at that, or I'm useless at this. He always puts yet, like I can't do, uh, I can't do this course yet, or I'm useless for now. And you add on it because it gives the negative doubt. And it is the single best advice I have ever listened to. And that I constantly, especially with people who just want to be negative on the regular, like I can't, I can't. For the first five minutes of doing it, I'll throw that yet for now. Find that positive, throw it on there. And then I just leave it because misery loves company. So when somebody's negative, 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 they're trying to get you to come in. At some point in time, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bing, bang, boom. Nope. And you can go fornicate elsewhere. I'm out of here. I'm not cutting them loose. I'm just going to, I'm just leaving them at arm's length because you know what? You need to swim in your little pool until you get smacked by life. To Okay, now you have a choice. Do I continue swimming in the pool or I get up, put on my, my trunks because I'm swimming in naked negativity and go into that other pool and it's going to be a little deep, but I got my little little floaties on there and they'll keep me from drowning and I'll still take in some water, but that's going to be the positivity pool that I decide to swim in. That's awesome. I, yeah. I love that, man. Do you think uh, martial arts help to teach you that that mindset? That's uh, a it's a good question. I don't I I don't know because martial arts didn't give me any confidence. I mean, you know, I'm I have a huge amount of negativities that surround martial arts. My my one of my martial arts instructors molested me. So, <laughs> you know, however, the ones the one. The one constant that with martial arts is it always brought me happiness. 
it was something that I could do because I was absolutely useful as tits on a bull when it came to football, rugby, hockey. I was useless, boy. I'm telling you. Like, you know how you play street hockey, right? Car. Man, I'd have guys who'd be like, look, we're picking teams. We'll give you three points and let Marcus go on your team. Like, I'd be the guy scoring his own goal, man. Oh, my goodness. Useless. Oh. But martial arts was always the thing that I could do, and I just had a gift for it. God gave me a gift to be able to do these things, which is not, you know, it's conjunction with the fact that it made me happy. And even with all the negative stuff that happened in martial arts, there's just been way more good. So I don't know if it necessarily helped me become more of anything more or less, but it was my one constant that God was there at all times to be like, look, Marcus, even with all this other stuff going on, Martial arts is going to be the one little bubble where you're going to be okay. And as a result of that, it's going to go into this and go into this. And before you know it, you're teaching a whole bunch of people. And I'm going to utilize all this stuff to get you to where you are right now. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. It's one of those, um, it's one of those things. Like I, I just started uh, jujitsu, I'd say, I think two and a half years ago, two-ish years ago. <laughs> Very cool. And, and, uh, man, I grew up playing sports my whole life. Like I grew up playing right. hockey and rugby were my two main sports. Mm-hmm. And there's never been, um, you know, I got into bodybuilding after that. I did mm-hmm. a competition. There was like tons of different avenues of fitness that I, that I pursued in my life. Mm-hmm. And jujitsu, like it's been the first one where there's so many things that I look at where I'm like, I could never do that. I could never do that. And then um, someone's just like, just try the try moving your body in this way and see what happens. Yep. And yep. then and then I look back and I'm like, man, I'm able to do things now that I literally didn't think were possible for my body because I because I said I couldn't do I that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Even though you right. see another human being doing it, you know yep. it's possible to do. You see someone yep. else do it, and you're like. Yeah, okay, that's cool, but I can't do that. Like it's like you know enemies of fire, man. Telling you. And it's so crazy to think too, it's like um, you know, we're all born the same. You know, obviously like people have different gifts and abilities and and skills, but it's like why why do you think that person can do it? Oh, because they've done they've been here for fifteen years. They're, 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 they made a commitment. They made a commitment to something, and they are. and look at bodybuilding is a great example. As somebody like you, I, I did some competitive bodybuilding. You can't tell me that everybody can't go on stage. Can people go on stage and win or not? That's subjective. But everybody can go and do the natural the things necessary to go from where they are now, 16, 18, 20 weeks, 24 weeks. Some people will be a year, some people two years, and they can get on stage. Everybody can do it. It's a choice whether you're willing to put in the work or not. And that's at the end of the day, that's just how we are as creatures. Find the thing that you're most willing to do the work and suffer in. And by suffering, enjoy the process or process of doing it. And that's your thing for now at this point in time in your life. Nobody says that you have to be jujitsu person or, or like, I hate boxes. I, I, I do hate, and I mean, hate boxes. Don't put me in a box because I have a, I've, the time in my life, I've been in a whole bunch of different things and done a whole bunch of different things and enjoyed all of those different things to make me who I am at this current point. And in 20 years, God willing, I'd be 74. I'm going to be doing something else <laughs> or I'll be doing the same thing, just way better. 
just in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't, I can't do this is, oh, anyways. Yeah. We're not doing that. Nope. There's no can't. I don't want to hear it. It's ridiculous. I love that, man. I love yeah. that. I think that all the, uh, I think that, uh, just to, to your point of being put in a box, I think that all of us are, are, uh, uh, I'd say convinced to get, to accept the boxes that we're put in. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that's, it's just a diversion to just it's, it's create separation yeah. between us. Yep. 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 I've got, I've got separation, segregation, division, all that go, go do something because the truth, and here's the truth. We all bleed crap and cry the same. There ain't nothing different about us. We're all the exact same. We were put on this earth to be a human, we're human beings, human species, different race, different races, different colors, different creeds, different religions, different foods, different. That's what makes being a human being awesome. And if you're going to tell me that I can only do A, B, and C, I call bullshit. You can go fornicate yourself. I am not going to believe it whatsoever. And I will. I'll be like a five girl. I'll put my fingers on my ear. La 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 la. Not listening. I, I don't want to hear your nonsense. Don't put. Don't 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 bring me with that nonsense. Go, go away. And I wish more of the world would sit there and take that same philosophy. We'd have a completely different planet. I think, um, and, and you, like, uh, you, you kind of said that you didn't want to talk about too many, like, uh, po- like I, if I may, maybe I misunderstood you, but you were kind of thinking that you didn't want to talk about too many, like polarizing topics. Cause, uh, you know, this is a Canadian broad, a broadcast and, uh, Due to some bills that have just recently passed, I don't know how much of my content's going to continue on, but yeah. uh, I, 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 um, I've been somewhat vocal. I'd say I, I'm vocal about fifty percent of the time when I um, see things that anger me or frustrate me in this world. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty vocal about it on Instagram. I've been kind of blocked a little bit here and there, so mm-hmm. I, I, I try and pick my battles. Yep. I, I, yep. I know that like not every one of my opinions needs to be heard, but when I think that something's uh, worth it, I'll be yeah. like, all right, I'll put my neck out and say this, yep. even though it's really not a huge risk that you're taking just by opening up your mouth. But uh, yeah, on my podcast, on my Instagram, I've been pretty vocal about a lot of issues that I've found in the last few years. Yep. Um, and I just... Um, I do have hope and this kind of pigtails off of what you were just talking about is that I do have hope and I do think that the pendulum will swing. I don't think that, um, I don't think as many people are as pessimistic as we're thought we're taught to believe. I think that the division and, and the way that we, uh, segregate different uh, different people in society, and and we pin different people against each other based off of race and creed and religion and everything like that. I I almost don't believe it's as common as we're told that it is. No, it's not. Anytime, just watch anytime a tragedy happens. You watch when anytime a tragedy happens anywhere in the world, and you will see men and women going and working together, regardless of whether they're boy, girl, black, white, green, blue, yellow, red, whatever. At the end of the day, as human beings, we're by by our nature willing to help other people when push comes to shove. The problem is, is most people are a little gun shy, but there will be change. There will be faith, hope, belief. There's more, there's more good in the world than there is ugly, and the ugly just gets all the attention. So be it. I don't have any time for it. 
I'm going to sit there and speak my words, speak my truth, speak what I believe. And those that like it, good. Those that don't like it, good. I don't care one way or the other because I have to make, I have to be okay with God. As long as I'm good with God, I'm good with anything else. That's beautiful, man. I love that. We are uh, coming up on an hour and a half here. So out of respect for your time, I'll, I'll let you go. But uh, I really do. I, I love this conversation, man. I could have this for hours. I, I just kind of realized I, I was like lost track of time there a little bit. But I uh, I appreciate you, man. I love your message. I love your energy. I know that there's uh, it's funny because when I if I do some exercise and I meditate, and I journal before I go on a podcast. I've even been to, I've been called out for this before where my buddy's like, you seem so relaxed today, but uh, that's the case today. I'm kind of chilled out. I'm not as energetic as I normally am, but I love that your energy carried us through this conversation, brother. I appreciate you a lot. I, uh, um, I, uh, before, before I let you go, I want to just give you the opportunity to, uh, I know we we did a little bit of an introduction, but I um I want to give you an opportunity to share a, like a positive message, a reminder for someone, uh, a reference. I don't know a book suggestion, a quote that you like. I don't know what you want to share. Something that'll just kind of lift somebody up or or inspire them a bit. Well, uh, I will I will just say this that no matter how dark your current life is, no matter how current your day is, if you'll give the opportunity for just a little light to come in, that blackness will become gray and that gray will become white and, and the light will come through. I just pray that you'll just Open up your heart a little bit, just a little bit. I'm not asking for, you know, massive Grand Canyon cracks, just a little bit. Allow a little bit of light to come in. Allow a little bit of, of people to love on you so that you can see that two things. One, you're not alone, even though it feels that way. And two, that you have a light inside of you that can also help someone else. And the last thing I'm going to say is... Please don't make a permanent solution on a temporary problem, even though that temporary problem feels like it's permanent. Stay alive. Stay here with us. Everything's going to be all right, even if it doesn't feel that way. That's absolutely beautiful, man. Um, dude, thank you so much for your time and thank you for your wisdom. Uh -huh. Thank you for sharing the things you shared today. And uh, thank you for being you, man. I, I really do think that you're spreading a good message and you're uh, helping a lot of people. So I just want to say thank you very much. Um, tell people where they could find you. Tell people what they could look out for in the future, anything like that. Well, uh, Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, all under my name, Marcus Torgerson. Uh, I have a website, www.marcustorgerson.com. I'm trying to keep everything, you know, I tried for just Marcus, but somebody had already taken it. So, cause that last name is pretty freaking long. Um, and uh, as for things coming out in the future, you know, there's, there's a bunch of balls that I'm juggling. So there will be some, there will be some stuff coming in uh, that from seeds that have been planted upwards of three years ago. So there will be some upcoming things. And, uh, I, while I have this second, I just want to say, hey, Mark, 
what you're doing is it, man. Just you are being a light. You're giving people an opportunity to speak. You're giving people an opportunity to see that there's, that there is hope and uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Cause you're, what you're doing is good. Okay. Thank you, man. I, I really appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, brother. All right. Thank you very much. Bless your soul. I appreciate you, you a lot. Thank you for your time. Thank you, everybody else. Much love and peace out.